0: Welcome to the Behold Me Beloved podcast. These conversations encourage one another to look to God and listen to His voice. We'll discuss how to live out our true identity and His calling in all aspects of life. I'm your host, Amy Kugler, a beloved daughter of the Most High King. I'm on mission to remind and to teach you the value and impact of identifying as beloved. You belong here. There is always something we can learn from each other, and you are called Beloved. Hey, hey, listeners. I'm so excited for you all to meet my sweet friend, Danielle Drake. She has so many wonderful things, but a few of the hats that she wears is a wife, a mom, a hairstylist, a missionary, a leader, a daughter, a friend, and so much more. She and I grew up in the same community and had drama class together in high school, but We didn't become close friends until we were in college. She is one of my biggest cheerleaders when it comes to faith and life, and I'm so honored to have her speak into my life, and I hope you all receive what she has to say today. The way that she loves Jesus and those around her is so beautiful to watch. Danielle, thanks so much for jumping on here and being with me today.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited, even if it's really early.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's so good. We yeah. were just saying before we started recording that I want to be more of a morning person and she wants to be more of a night person. And so we're, we're challenging each other in that today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So tell my friends just a little bit about who you are, where you live, what you do, and what, what you're all about. So I'm Danielle. I live
1: in Pueblo, Colorado. I am a mom of three girls, and
0: I do hair and nails. Yeah. Uh, And something about Danielle and her husband that Corey and I my husband and I love to do is we just love to talk all things like adventure and like pushing our limits. They're also building a house right now, and so they're super fun, and we have a lot in common because of that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah if you want to uh uh really learn how to use the lord through your marriage and test some things yeah build a house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or remodel a house yes <laughs> <laughs> which is like both things that we've done and it's so fun that we get to that we get to do that together and talk about the adventure of that uh, yes okay so how did you meet jesus and um what's your walk been like I feel like my walk has been, there's been so many different seasons of it,
1: Um, but I was raised in the church, so my parents were super involved. They were youth leaders, Um, and so it's been something I've always known, but I think once I got to, let's say middle school, I kind of, it kind of felt like a chore, like my parents pushed us to go to church. That's kind of when I started to, I didn't really know Jesus for myself, so I kind of pushed away. And then I think once I got to high school, it was like, Okay, hey, Jesus, if you're going to be the Jesus my parents say you are and my grandparents mm-hmm. say you are like, in this moment, I need you to be Jesus for me. Like, I need you to prove it to me. Like, I don't want you to be someone I've heard about. Like, I want to experience you for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think I just laid in bed that night and I prayed that and I opened my Bible. And I think that was the first time
0: I really encountered the Holy Spirit. That's sweet. What was that like? What What was that encounter like? I think it's one of those things that once you feel it,
1: you can never doubt again. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those overwhelming, like, bursts of joy where you're like, holy cow, okay, there is something more out here that I've been, like, searching for. Like, uh-huh. they were
0: right. <laughs> and you just want more of it. It's you want just... more of it. And you
1: just, like, you want to
0: just give that to everyone.
1: Like, how do you mm-hmm. not want this? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. it's so true. That's so good. How fun is that? Okay. So, um <laughs> So you just like prayed that and had an encounter with Jesus. And then what? Like what's walking look like? How has that developed since that moment?
1: So I just went through. I think I was able to like really get to know who the Lord is, who he says I am through that high school season of who I was. Um, You know, I went through different things like just being a high schooler and then going to Mm. beauty school, um, which had its own challenges. Once I finished beauty school – I just felt the Lord calling me to go on a missions trip, mm-hmm. and so I kind of in that season my walk really changed. Mm-hmm. Um, it really grew in that time because going to Europe, I couldn't depend on any of myself. I had to depend fully on the Holy Spirit because I don't speak any other language but English. <laughs> I was like, hey God, if you want to use me, you've
0: got to do it because I yeah. don't know how to talk to these people. So it really grew then. Mm-hmm. There's something about that language barrier that rocks your world and just makes you feel really small. And yeah. And, like, makes you realize how privileged we are in America to, like, speak one language. And <laughs> yeah. 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 And how so, good God is to have community and communication with all people, right? Like, he has all of those languages in his pocket.
1: And it's amazing how, like, even if we can't speak to each other, how the Lord can still use us to communicate and love through, mm-hmm. I don't know, just his presence. And I don't know, that was the first time I ever got prayed over in German. And mm-hmm. I knew nothing about what this guy was saying, but I felt the Holy Spirit.
0: Like, right. it was amazing.
1: Mm.
0: I th- that's so sweet. Something that you said, like, you can still love, like, it's like a universal language is love. Yeah. And you don't need words to love someone. I no. mean, they can be helpful, but you don't need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So what does your identity in Christ look like? Um, you know, you're modeling identity in Christ for three young girls. So I think it's something that's definitely on the forefront of your mind and your life. And so, what does your identity in Christ look like and and what is it? How would you define it?
1: I think it's easy when you don't know who the Lord calls you to be to just chase after different things. Um, And I don't want that for my girls. I don't want them to grow up and try to fulfill that void in their heart with, you know, just things that will never satisfy. And so it's really Mm -hmm. huge for me to always I really want them to know the Lord and for themselves. Like I don't want it to be something where we pressure them. Like I want them to love Jesus because they love Jesus and because they see it in us. Um, So I really, I don't know. I just, that's what I want for them. I want them to, Mm -hmm. I want them to walk into a room and someone see them and think like there's something different about them. Not because of what they say, but because they can see that love of Jesus in them. So I think this past year has been one of those years where you, it's a new season of where I'm trying to figure out who I am. Mm. I i think because we've gone through a couple years of craziness with like COVID and we know we have our newest daughter, like there's been a lot of emotional roller coasters. So this has been the season of my identity in Christ is not anxiety. Mm-hmm. I have anxiety, but I'm not anxiety. Mm-hmm. I am a mother. I am loved. I am you know, a daughter of the king. I'm all these mm-hmm. things. So I'm learning that I'm not my feelings. I'm not um, my fears. I'm not any of those so things. Good. Like I may have those, but they're not me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so good. Oh, so encouraging. And I think a lot of times that's where we get lost in the world is we are so caught up on the things that we're not. Yeah. And um we we see those as something that defines us or something that motivates us or something that is our life or a part of our life but not who we are. Yeah. And And the- I you can run with those things like mm-hmm. I struggled
1: being so anxious that I when I let that define me, I felt it grow, and mm-hmm. it
0: doesn't define me. Like it's something right. I may have, but that's not me at all. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So how does your faith influence or be a part of your anxiety? How do you overcome anxiety or walk with identity in your life with Jesus? It definitely makes me learn to depend on the Lord wholeheartedly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um with, you know, just when I pray through each storm, like, hey, God, I'm going to – I have to actually give this to you. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. halfway give it to you. Like, I have to give it to you because I can't carry this all day long. Yeah, I don't want to carry it into my kid's life, into my husband's life. Like, I am going to give it to you and believe that you you are taking control of this. And I'm not going to replay it in my mind all day long and relive it over and over before
0: anything even happens. Like, that's mm-hmm. not my job. I don't need yeah. that. Yeah, that's so exa- – it- such an example of anxiety too, right? It's just like it's replaying things that aren't necessary and oh uh, it's so it's just so hard to to escape that. But yeah. um, you know, this is something Corey and I were actually just recently talking about is anxiety and what it looks like and its behavior and just like knowing its signs and symptoms and how Jesus plays a role in that. Um yeah. And how that's not what he wants for us, right? Like he really doesn't want that for us. Um, And so then on Sunday, we actually just had a sermon on like how to overcome anxiety. And it was by actually a pastor in Colorado. Do you know Red Rock Church? We've been there together, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. I think we went there one time together. But um, yeah, Pastor Sean Johnson, he wrote a book called Um, I can't remember. I'll, I'll think of the name, but anyway, it's funny that like anxiety keeps coming up because I think Corey had like his first time experiencing like anxiety. Um, it was like in the wee hours of the night, the worst one, but yeah. um, Yeah. I'm going to look that up really quick. Um, it's really interesting. Um, is there any verses that you cling to um, in in moments of anxiety or scripture or even behaviors, you know, like, do you pray? Do you fast? Like, what do you do when you are having uh, anxiety? My go-to is always worship music. Mm-hmm. My dad
1: growing up always told me, like, when you say the name of Jesus, like, all of hell trembles. Mm-hmm. And so I've always just sat there, and whether I could, like, put on music or I couldn't, like I just had to, like, if I couldn't put on music, I'd just like say Jesus over and over. Mm-hmm. Like I'd sing the name of Jesus. But if I could put on worship music, like that is my go-to. Mm-hmm. I even got pulled over one time. I think it was on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I don't know what I was going through, but I was blaring some worship music in my car and I had one hand in the air and I was just praising the Lord. And I took my parents' street, <laughs> like they were turned a little wide mm-hmm. just so I didn't hit a pothole and a police officer pulled me over made me get out of the car he of course it was saint patrick's day i think he thought i was under the influence and i had to tell him i was like sir i am not intoxicated i i don't drink but i was just praising the lord like i had worship music on and i had one hand in the air <laughs> and i was singing to jesus and he was like i have never heard that before but okay
0: have a good night <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my
0: gosh that's hilarious yeah. that's amazing <laughs> yeah
1: so I that has been my thing I just love to just sit and like just sing to Jesus and I I experience the Lord the most I think through worship like I I get a lot out of reading but worship is that's where I encounter the Lord the
0: most mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. Oh, I love it you're definitely someone who sends me like some amazing worship songs and i whenever i get one from you i'm like she just like sung this over me and yes. like i like you guys need a friend that is so in tune with the holy spirit and so about worship that they're singing praises over you just like scripture says like Zephaniah 317 says that the lord sings songs over us and so i don't know you should just have a friend in your life that does that because danielle is definitely that person in my life and Aww. it's so sweet to have someone that um yeah you you just know is singing and praying over you and it's yes. a beautiful it's a beautiful thing yes. that that book that i was talking about it's called Attac- attacking anxiety
1: by oh, I'm looking that up.
0: yeah it's it sounded super good um that he was in like his story was really intense like the amount of anxiety that he went through was intense so yeah oh that's super cool okay so your weapon is worship and that's so true like we are that's another thing that we could be is worshipers right like we can identify as someone who is a worshiper and so like Taking on those things that we are, in the midst of chaos in the storm, is what gets us through those battles for sure.
1: Oh yeah, yep.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So, would you say that your identity and crisis more of like a, a flow, like it's like ebbs and flows of like, today I needed to hear this or um in this season I'm learning this about my identity or um in that season yeah I like had absolutely
1: I think it's constantly changing through Mm -hmm. you know where where I'm at what I'm going through what my kids are going through where
0: we're Mm -hmm. living
1: like it's constantly changing
0: Mm -hmm.
1: um God's not changing but I'm changing
0: (laughs) right he's so constant yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool So what what are areas of your life that you feel like the Lord's like redeemed your identity?
1: I, you know, this is kind of random, but for me, like I have always had this in me where I just needed, I felt like I needed to pour out, like I needed to give to people. I needed to share what the Lord was doing. Like I wanted everybody to have that. And so I think after going on a missions trip, like after experiencing something Mm -hmm. so powerful like that, and then coming back to America and- going back to work as a hairstylist, which is great. It was like, oh my gosh, do I need to quit my job? Like, do I need to be a missionary? Mm -hmm. And I went through this season of like, do I even like what I do? Like, why am I just, I made it seem like just a hairstylist. Like, Mm -hmm. why am I just a hairstylist? And the Lord was like, you are not just a hairstylist. Like Mm -hmm. when COVID hit and the shutdown happened, people couldn't do anything. Like everyone went through this season of brokenness. And I think it was really cool to watch the Lord allow me to use that in my conversations with each people. Like everyone was looking mm-hmm. for hope. So each service, I was able to use it to glorify the Lord. Like mm-hmm. every conversation, it was like, "Hey God, these people are broken. They're going through this. Like, I don't know what they're going through. Please use me. Like mm-hmm. not for my glory, Yours. Anoint this Mm. conversation. And it was amazing how much my work changed, just giving each service like a little bit. Like, yeah, I could have changed their hair, but I wanted to change their life. Like, I Mm. wanted the Lord to change their life in that appointment.
0: Mm. And it's so true. That does happen when you sit in your salon chair. (laughs) (laughs) I know my life has changed by sitting in your chair and just there's something sweet. I I always, I think we've talked about this before. And I've talked about it with another friend that's a hairstylist that I have here in town. And there's something sweet about a hairstylist that they get to like invade your space. Yeah. And it like almost makes people open up because, like, how often does your significant other like massage your head? <laughs> yeah. There's something about that
1: chair that just opens doors. <laughs> it
0: does. It opens hearts, it opens doors. I know it's opened minds. So, yeah, you're just yeah. like because you dive right in, you break that physical boundary right away and, um, and it's appropriate touch, right? It's healthy and it's yeah. kind and it's not like, you know, sometimes there's bad touch and like some people, you know, don't know that, yeah. but, um, they get to experience the the good and the it's sweet It's just touch.
1: a nice getaway, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. Um, I wanted to go back to what you said about coming back from the missions trip because I remember experiencing that with you when you got yeah. back um, and I just you were so on fire for the Lord that you started you like held a conference do you mind sharing uh, about that conference
1: yeah so the women's conferences are yeah talking about?
0: yeah so yeah Danielle got back from this mission trip. And she, she like, led the charge in this. It's so cool. You guys have to hear about it.
1: So I went through the season before my husband now. I mm-hmm. went through an abusive marriage. And I, in that time frame, like, I remember thinking, this isn't for nothing. Like, Lord, I want you to use this. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. The Lord just put in my heart, like, I want you to share what you went through so other people don't have to. Yeah. And I think my mom walking through that with me was so on fire also. And we realized, like, we're going to have a conference. Like, yeah. Lord, we are going to change this city. And so we got a bunch of women together and men together who had hearts for this issue. And we held this conference and we had these messages on, you know, who the Lord calls you to be and healing through, uh, you mm-hmm. know, healing over – abuse and holy cow it was amazing Amy was there
0: to help um, yeah it was amazing it was really special Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah it was super cool it was basically just um, one day where people could come and learn about like domestic violence and how to overcome that and some of those stories that came out of that was so powerful Um, and the people that were there and the people that God brought there for that specific moment was so cool to just be a part of and and see how he worked it all together and just like I don't know I'm just so proud of you oh thank you (laughs) it was a cool thing to be a part of thanks It was a good time. It was really good. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I think the, I know this is kind of different, but the craziest thing I think that's happened to me through my walk is like, you know, before I left for my trip, being in my 20s, you know, I was single. I was, you know, I felt like the the Lord was calling me to missionary, but it was just me. And, in that you kind of, you pray like, Hey God, when I come back, like, could you please bring me a husband? Like, could Mm -hmm. you, could you hurry up on that next season? Like you just kind of always wonder. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was leaving, I remember praying. I had this, like I think from volunteer work in Pueblo, I had this burning in my heart. Like I, when I come back, I'm going to adopt and I know God you want me to adopt. So when I come back, if that's where you want me, like, uh, open that door. But Mm -hmm. also maybe bring a husband too or bring a husband first. But that's what I want. Yeah. (laughs) And so when I was out there for all that time, um, that's where I met my husband through the internet.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. um, He opened up his story, his life about, you know, he had two girls and what they had been through. They don't have Mm -hmm. their mom. And it was like, oh, my gosh, Lord, like, is this what you want for me? Like, Mm -hmm. is this it? And so um, the Lord confirmed that this was, you know, where I was supposed to be. And so from
0: then on, Mm -hmm. our life continued. (laughs) Yeah, it's so beautiful. Yeah, because he originally reached out to you when you were on your mission trip, correct?
1: Yeah, when I was out there. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, I don't know you. Like I don't talk to strangers, and I blew him off. <laughs> and then he didn't quit.
0: Oh, it's so cool. The latch method. Him and him and uh, Corey are right down that alley together. <laughs> yeah, it's a method. Yes, the yes. strategy. Just latch on. <laughs> just be persistent.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't quit.
0: Uh, <laughs> We got to play hard to get sometimes, right?
1: <laughs> yes. But with that, I think I learned like God's faithfulness and like he really does want to give me the desires of my heart. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: I I don't know. It's just amazing that through these years, like I've really learned like, yes, God is God, but I've seen him as like a father, mm-hmm. you know, like I lay in bed and I talk to him like a father, like he is. Yeah. I don't know. It's amazing, like as your dad, you know you your dad cares if you're if you're safe, if you're in danger, if you're hurt, what you want to make like what'll make you happy, and
0: that's mm-hmm. how I see God is as yeah. my father, my mm-hmm. heavenly father, mhm-, that's so beautiful, it's true, that's who he is, and he can't stop being that, no matter if we trust him or not, <laughs> if we know yeah. him or not, he still is that. And I think that's hard to, like, wrap my head around sometimes is, like, you know, like, he's those things whether I see them or know them or not. And there was a similar season of, like, discovering him as father and discovering him as things that he already was. And that's just, like, really wrecked my world of, like, this is who you've always been. And then I could look back and see his Goodness and His protection and the areas that He was Father in my life that I wasn't willing or knew how He was being that <laughs> at the time, but yes. knew it and understand it that like now to to see it in the past. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool that we get yep. to see that.
1: It's interesting too. I had this thought yesterday, kind of along the lines of that. Is like this is kind of different, but I think we often think with our faith the more I know Jesus or the more I experience him or like the more things I read, then I'll be ready Mm. to know, like, Mm. then I'll be closer with the, you know, if I get my life together, if I stop doing these things, then the Lord will love me. Mm. And I was praying about that yesterday. Like, you know, sorry, God, I haven't been spending as much time with you as I should be like, I've been so busy this week. Like, I'm sorry. I haven't given you that much time. Like Mm. I, I need to be better. And I remember hearing the Lord say, like, but I haven't changed. Like, yeah. I haven't gone anywhere. I'm still here.
0: I'm still constant. And yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think we constantly think, like, when I get better, when I change, like, you'll be, like, then I can come to you. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm here mm-hmm. in the middle of that. Like, I want you now. Right. I don't want you tomorrow when, you're, when you've are when you
0: read a few more things. Like, I want you now. Yeah. Or when you've made more time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's so sweet. So how do you hear the voice of the Lord like that? Like, so clear? I
1: really struggled with it. I remember going to church one time and it was like a conference on – I don't actually remember what it was on, but it was – we spent time learning the Lord's voice. And I remember everyone sitting there and we prayed and they're like, okay, when you hear the Lord, like jot down your idea. And it could be something you smell, something you taste, something you hear, (laughs) something you see, yada, yada. And everyone's like journaling. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I don't hear anything like (laughs) <laughs> what is what is wrong with me? And I was so angry like I'm doing all these things like what's wrong? And um I think I was lost in my head so much that I was dismissing the Lord. Mm. Um so now I really learned like okay I spend the time of um when I pray like I'll I do now journal like if I do get a random thought or something like mm-hmm. I write it down and I pray about it. And then the Lord will reveal that later on. And sometimes it'll be nothing and sometimes it'll be something. But the Lord will either speak to me through like a word or through a song, sometimes through someone else. Like I'll be praying about something and someone will walk up and it can be something so random, but they'll Mm -hmm. confirm what I'm going through. Um. Sometimes the song lyrics will be perfect, and sometimes, like, the Lord really speaks to me through um, visions. The Lord will give me, mm-hmm. like, an exact image of something, and I'll sometimes it'll be really early, and I'll have to, like, really stew on what that is. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the Lord really does speak to me, I think, through, like, visions and dreams.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did you know that He was speaking through you through vision, visions and dreams? I didn't really understand it at first. I just
1: thought it was something you know I thought I was like zoning out when I was at church one time but we had this little meeting like a bible study and they said you know journal write down things that you think you're hearing from the Lord and I wrote down I saw when I closed my eyes I saw galaxy print you Mm -hmm. know just like the galaxy Mm -hmm. I wrote that down and um I when I was oh and then while we were praying one of my eyes I like opened my eyes and one of them was blurry Mm-hmm. And then I started to get chest pain and I thought, well, I have anxiety. Like it's probably just chest pain. Cause I think I'm not hearing from the Lord. <laughs> anyway, we started walking the river walk and there was a guy down there who had, um, I think it was lung issues and we mm-hmm. prayed over him. And I believe the Lord truly healed him in that moment. And then we kept walking maybe like an hour later and we found someone who had eye issues. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing on my list was that galaxy print. And I, For a while, dismissed it thinking, like, maybe I saw someone's T-shirt who had that. Like, it was a popular print. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, I think it was, like, a month or two later. That was when I was in Germany. And we were walking the red light district. Mm -hmm. And I knew nothing about it. And so I was like, hey, God, like, I don't know what's in these buildings. I don't know anything about these people. So I really need you to, like, reveal to me where you want us to pray. Like, show me where we're needed. And I opened my eyes and I looked up and there was this brothel covered in galaxy print. They painted mm-hmm. it up and down the building. And so we all stopped right over that building. And so mm-hmm. it's things like that. You, You know, I could have just dismissed it, but it was like months down the road that the Lord's mm-hmm. like, no, this is the time. This is where I mm-hmm. want you. Yeah. So it's just kind of like sitting on it and listening and then just waiting to see and yeah. not being frustrated with it.
0: Yeah. I think in being so open to the Lord talking to us in so many different ways. And I think that's something that you really taught me was that He's going to He's gonna speak in ways that we're not going to, like, always understand or it's not going to always be the Word or always be one thing, right? Like, it can be dreams. It can be through the Word. It can be through worship. It's a lot of different things that it looks like. And um yeah, we ended up, we, I think when we got in that conversation, when you first were telling me about like dreams and visions. Um, also, I was very guarded to that. Like when you first started started telling me, um, I remember being like, what? Like, is this weird? Like, I feel like yes. I felt guarded. Um, and I think you were just so sweet of like, yeah, but like God's so big that like we can't like put, like, his communication in a box. And he just kind of, like, reminded me that, like, God is infinite and we don't understand all of his ways. And so if we come to the terms with that, then we're going to come with – to terms with like he's going to speak to us through dreams he's going to speak to us through visions and senses and all the tools that he's given us to do life and so um i think when we we first started talking about it and he first started teaching me we ended up watching those holy spirit movies oh yes <laughs> and um i don't wait who's todd white right it was it todd the, white yeah yes which the holy
1: ghost
0: <laughs> yeah the holy ghost movies or something like that which like I, we haven't watched them in so long. I think um, I told Corey that we should watch them because I was telling him about those the other day. And so I was like, where do we look these up at? Like, it's really hard to, like, watch them now. Like, I don't know if they're –
1: It's totally different, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, like, I don't know if you can even watch them anymore. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think, like, if you are if you were raised in the church or weren't, Like, hearing, like, oh, God speaks to people through dreams and visions is, like, wait, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, it's kind of weird. And you definitely have to use, like, discernment when someone, like, tells you something. Like, you don't want to just, like, run with it. Yeah. Uh, Like, if someone gives me a word, then I'm, like, okay, like, I'm going to pray about that before I'm, like, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, like, you take that to the Lord and, like, you pray on it. And your relationship with Jesus is how it's defined and received. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I
1: think, that's like, the Bible talks about, like, spiritual gifts, like, how everyone has these gifts. Like, I mm -hmm. remember reading that thinking, like, I want one. Like, you Mm -hmm. say I have one. Like, I want one. I want to know what it is. I don't want to miss out on that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it
1: is true. When you're first learning them, it's funky. Like, you just Mm – it doesn't – it seems kind of weird.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I remember that, too, of, like, what's mine? Or was it – what I want one of those. And then I remember, like, the Lord being like, well – yeah like there will be an there will be one constant one, but I will equip you and like on the world race, I remember there were so many of those spiritual gifts that I was given an opportunity to use in moments that were needed and it was like they're not gifts that yeah. I regularly use, but um in that moment I needed it and yeah. like it says in there like the Holy Spirit will equip you um. And he gives them and he discerns who gets them and portions. It uses the word portions them out. And um, so I think, yeah, it can be um, we get to experience all of them, but some of them probably more than others. Yeah. 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 Corey recently um, started having dreams and visions and it's like a new thing for him where he's like, "Well, oh, that was the Lord, like he was speaking to me. And um, so, yeah, that's why we started talking about those Todd White videos was because he was like, what is this? This is like a new thing and um, that he's been experiencing and trying to learn about and discover. So it's been fun watching him have those. Yes. Yeah. And mostly the Lord speaks to him about his life situations through dreams. Um mm-hmm but sometimes it's about other people, but not very often.
1: Yeah, that's interesting.
0: Mm -hmm. That is good. Yeah, super cool. Man, so fun. Thanks for teaching us so much and telling us so much about your story and sharing so much. My last question, what do you want to be when you grow up or who do you want to be when you grow up?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. I can say like – Uh, what or who I just I constantly pray that like I am just intentional with my life like Mm. I don't want to be any certain thing I just want my life to be intentional I want my conversations to be intentional I want to be a good I want to I want to be a good role model I want to I don't want anyone to look at me and think like, I don't want to go to church because of you. Like mm-hmm. I want to always lead people to Jesus. I want to love people like Jesus does. Yeah. And so I don't want to be anything like in particular. I just want to walk in love constantly. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm going to slip up, but I just want to love people better.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's so good. It's so beautiful. Something um that I like saw on Instagram last night, um, really struck a chord with me that it was like, uh, a church woman isn't a perfect woman. She is just a woman saved by grace, and yeah. it just like reminded me of authenticity. And I was like, that's so cool that I'm like hanging out with Danielle in the morning because I think that's truly the life that you model. Um, and like it's funny that you say I want to model that. Like you do, you model like authenticity, like you know, you're like, I'm also a hot mess. Like you're not scared yeah. to like, to put on a face of like, I want to be so intentional that I am not authentic and not real yeah. and not honest with the people around me. And I think that that's what's so, so much more intentional and really fun to like get a front row seat at. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for being here today. It was super fun and I'm just so thankful for our time together and I hope that everyone just had so much fun and listening in on this as I did.
1: Oh, Thanks for having me. I love seeing you. I love being here with you. Yeah. It's been good.
0: It's so good. Great way to start the morning. Absolutely. Wow, what a fun conversation with Danielle today. I know I had so much fun talking about the Holy Spirit and just hearing um, part of her story, and I hope that you did too. If you would like to connect with her and are in the Pueblo area, she is at the Headstrong Hair and Nail Studio. You can find her there and be a part of her ministry, which is her career, and so fun. Thanks for hanging out with us today, and we'll see you next time.